The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. This week, I am on Christmas vacation. Well, more of a staycation, but your girl is taking some time to relax, refresh, and rejuvenate. When it comes to self-care, that is something that I place a high emphasis on to others as well as my clients. So therefore, I gotta practice what I preach, okay? However, we do have an episode for you this week titled Recovering from Regret. And this is a previous recording that I did on my Instagram and my Facebook some time ago. Sometimes when relationships end, regret can begin. And if you're in that energy too long, it starts to really impact how you think, how you feel, as well as how you live. And this live that I did is going to cover three ways that you can do to help you start overcoming regret. Now, before we get the recording started, I also wanted to invite you all to join me for my free five-day breaking through the breakup challenge, okay? And that starts on January the 3rd of 2022. Because here's the truth. Regardless of how your relationship dissolves, a huge part of moving forward is the impact that it leaves on you. And it's easy to come into a new year and believe that all the hurt will remain in the previous year with no intention on doing any kind of inner work. And it just doesn't work like that. You're either going to find yourself attempting to compartmentalize your heartbreak as if nothing happened. You may even minimize your hurt and what you've been through or attempted to sweep it under the rug and convince yourself to just push through. And you don't wanna do any of that because all that does is keep you stuck in your story. And so I wanna help you jumpstart your new year off right. And why not start with being intentional? This challenge is free. And if you've been tuning into my podcast and you've been enjoying them, then you will most definitely enjoy this challenge, okay? So I will put the link down in the show notes to join my five-day challenge that starts on January the 3rd, okay? I hope to see you. You all have an amazing and wonderful Christmas, and I will see you next week. So tonight's topic that I am talking about tonight is recovering from regret, okay? Um, that is a topic that it just was really on my heart to talk about. What I mean by recovering from regret, okay? I'm referring to when someone is living in a constant place of disappointment from staying in a relationship longer than what they may have should have, may should have been. You know what I mean? Because that's real. You can find yourself being in something longer. And then when you're out of it, you, you, you just regret that you stayed that long. And so what I mean by this 
is that there are times where people stay connected to someone that they probably should have disconnected to a long time ago. And what happens is when it's finally over, like when you guys are no longer physically involved or no longer together as a couple, you can easily become very paralyzed because you're looking back at the relationship, you're examining it over and over again, and you become very fixated on all the years that you put in. Let me know if this makes sense. All the years that you done put in there, all the times that you probably saw the red flags and they were ignored. When you silence your voice constantly on things just to keep the peace, right? Like you, you didn't say nothing because you want to keep this certain level of peace when your peace was actually constantly disrupted by doing this, right? Your gut was telling you to leave, but you probably was influenced by people, you know, telling you to stay around and stick it out or thinking that if you kept pouring into the relationship, this was going to work. Like, okay, if I just keep pouring into it, you know, somebody go, you know, they going to get it, you know, or maybe it was sacrifices that were made at your own expense and well-being. And what I'm going to tell you something, what happens every time you focus on this, every time you start to think about this over and over again, you cringe, you cringe because there was a part of you that said, I knew better, you know, anger arises, right? Because of all the time and all the sacrifices and you can't undo what's already been done. All right. You start to beat yourself up on the whys and the what ifs, like with questions like, man, why did I stay for so long? Or what was I thinking? How could I be so naive? You know, or what are people thinking and saying about me? Because there could be a level of embarrassment that comes from this too. Like I, I know some people saying, I told you so like, that's the stuff that goes on in your head. You get caught up in the cycle of shoulda or coulda or woulda, or you find yourself replaying that script in your head, which only develops misery, depression, shame, embarrassment, and anger. And all that does, it leaves you stagnant, it leaves you powerless, and it leaves you very frozen in time, which results in you becoming very idle. Like you become very idle now, you know, mentally to moving past what has currently occurred. You know, I want to tell you this about living in regret. Okay. Cause I wrote this out. Living in regret becomes an unconscious prison that you've placed, that you're placing yourself in from a past experience that will influence your quality of life going forward. And I'm going to say that again, cause I want you guys to get this. Living in regret becomes an unconscious prison that you're placing yourself in from a past experience that will influence your quality of life going forward. That's what happens when you live in regret. So in other words, how you constantly stay attached to what has already taken place impacts how you function. So when you function in this energy, right? Like those feelings that I talked about, shame and embarrassment, because the feelings that we carry are energy. I say this a lot. When you stay in that energy of misery, when you stay in that energy of depression, when you stay in that energy of shame or embarrassment or anger, it results in robbery. It steals from you. You know, 
biblically they say the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. What do you think misery and embarrassment is? What do you think staying in shame does? Those are things that take away from your quality of life and it robs you of your joy. It robs you of your faith. It robs you of your ability to work through what has occurred. Here's the truth. And I want you to understand this reality. We all have experienced some level of regret. I don't care who you is. If you, if you are a human, there's a level of regret that we all have experienced. However, you have those who stay in it or you have those who exit out of it. That's the difference. Because if I can just be straight up about myself, there are some things that I wish I could have done differently. Now, do I wake up and live in it? Absolutely not. There was a time that I did, but it was robbing me of what could be. You see what I'm saying? And so what I wanted to do today, I want to give you guys three ways to recover from your regret. I'm going to give you three things that you need to give yourself the ability to do. All right. And I want you guys to type this below on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. The first thing that you need to give yourself when it comes to recovery from regret, I need for you to give yourself grace. So I want you guys to type in the comments. I forgive me. And that's real talk. I need for you to say this because I want to give you all a friendly reminder. Okay. No one is perfect. Not even you. Okay. I need for you to get this. Nobody's perfect. Not even you. And when you release yourself from attempting to obtain a level of perfection, then you're also now allowing yourself to be human. This is why grace is so important. I need everybody to type, I forgive me, because this is real. Because sometimes we have this idea that we should kind of have it all together or we should always get it right. But the truth of the matter is, is that we don't. None of us do. I don't even care if you look up to certain people. They don't have it together. Your pastor don't have it together. Your parents don't have it all together. The people you follow and admire on social media don't have it all together. Your friends don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together. Or maybe we have this notion that I did know better, but I didn't do better because that'll hit you too. Like when you know, like I should, I knew better, but I didn't do better. It hits you differently. But let me explain something to you, too. There comes a time when we all been there where we knew better and we didn't do better. And one thing about giving yourself grace is that let me tell you something. Grace is not a deserved act. So let me be clear when I say this. It's not something you get based on who you are. Right. It's not even get something you receive based on what you've done. Like you cannot earn grace. Grace is something that's freely given to you. And I think this is the part where we mess up it. Like you don't have to work to receive grace. That's, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it or how long you've done it. That's so beautiful about giving yourself real grace. Cause many of us say, well, I don't deserve it. None of us deserves it. It's not a deserved act. This is something that's freely given to you. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to do any of that. It's just because it's, it, it is. You see what I'm saying? Like when you give yourself this kind of grace, it sets, it's a way to set yourself free to not allow what has occurred to hold you in a level of bondage. Okay. When you extend grace to yourself, it's a way to give you permission to move past this previous experience. Because again, it's an unconscious prison. And when you give yourself grace, you're able to set yourself free to move past this previous experience. It's a way to write a new chapter and stop rereading a previous one. So I want to pose a question when it comes to a relationship 
that you may be in regret about when being attached to it longer than what you feel like you should have, then what is the benefit of you staying here? Now, if the relationship is over and you still pondering on what you could have, should have, would have done, what are you, what are you really gaining? And I'm going to tell you what you're gaining by being in this unconscious prison. You're gaining more defeat. You're gaining more misery. You're gaining more of staying a victim. You're gaining more feelings of hopelessness. You're gaining more feeling sorry for yourself. You become angry, which only results and develops into a place of bitterness. So is that a benefit? Like what's, if, if you're going to leave a relationship that doesn't serve you, why would you leave to stay there? And then most importantly, what are you losing? Because you're losing something. I'm going to tell you the most important thing you lose is time. Because time is your most precious commodity. And that's something that you don't give back. You cannot get time back. You miss out on future possibilities. Like I always tell people, you are the author of your story. And you have the power to determine what's being written. And when you're in a consistent, constant state of regret, life doesn't stop because you're there. Know that life is still moving, even when you're staying still. And because life is still moving, your pages are still being written. You cannot put a pause button on life. So giving yourself grace over this situation is taking back your power, whereas not giving yourself grace robs you from it. And so the question that I want to pose to you or the question you should ask yourself is, have I placed myself on an everlasting punishment of a past experience that I haven't gave myself grace over? And only you know that. Now, let me now let me tell you this about grace, because I'm about to go into point number two. Right. This is if you really want to recover. So this is a difference. So if you decided to give yourself some grace. What you're saying is now I'm allowing myself to take a path of being free because even though grace is an act that doesn't require a prereq, like there's no prereq for it, meaning that something doesn't have to happen in order for you to have it. Remember, it's freely given. However, we still want to be intentional about continuing to honor the grace that's being extended. So we got to go into a place of honoring it now, which goes into my next point is that in order for you to recover from regret, you have to give yourself a level of growth. So I want you guys to type, I will evolve. Okay, I will evolve. Because here's the thing. This is when you got to transition. You got to transition from living in a place of regret to now living and coming into a place of reinvention. So now we, we, we got to transition. Now we got to go from regret to reinvention. Because what happens is this, when you live in regret, you live a certain kind of lifestyle and you don't even know it. You live a certain kind of lifestyle. Like you function in a way that matches an energy of a person living in regret. Remember I told you guys, everything we do is energy. Our feelings are energy. So all that misery, disappointment, anger, that's the energy that you're living off of. That's the energy that you're trying to function off of. And so what happens is when a person dwells in regret, they believe, they feel, they live, and they move differently. So I need for you guys to now understand this. So what happens is when you dwell in regret, you unknowingly self-sabotage yourself. This is what happens. Remember, you're in an unconscious prison, so you don't even know that you're self-sabotaging. You rob yourself of a better quality of life. You stay attached to beliefs and emotions that consumes you in a way that develops a stronghold over you. That's what happens. You know, you keep your story 
of the past on constant replay. You don't even give yourself a future chance due to the obsession of a past experience. So when you're in this place of regret, you obsessing if you can't get out of it. Or better yet, you can't even enjoy the present moment, let alone the future. You can't even enjoy the right now. And so when it comes to transitioning, this means that we got to rebuild a different foundation than the one we are attempting to thrive off of. See, we're trying to thrive off of a foundation that ain't working. You're trying to thrive off a foundation of misery and, and embarrassment and shame. You cannot thrive off that foundation. You cannot thrive off that level of energy. And so we need a new set of principles. We need a new set of rules. We need a new set of truths, right? Because, and when I say the level, I'm talking about spiritual, mental, and emotional all internal. That's the stuff that I talk about. That's the stuff that I target because what we're standing on and what we're operating on, it won't be the same level that's going to help you exit out of regret into a place of reinvention. So the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling like we got to get rid of, we have to work on purifying these types of things in order for us to really honor the grace that we have and the grace that's been extended to us. Because when whenever you, you're being attached from this space, it's not in alignment with the direction you want to go. So when I'm talking about foundation, I'm talking about the thoughts that you're defining as truth right now. I want you guys to think about this type of stuff. Like your mind is your most important asset. And unfortunately, we have defined assets as something tangible only. Like we got to see it. We feel it. Like if we see it and feel it, then we know it's true. So meaning that if it's not, something we can see or feel, we don't define it as beneficial. But what we got to understand is that you can only go as far as you believe and nowhere further. And that's not because it's really true. It's because you've made it your truth. Like you affirm this over your life. So when you stay in regret, you know, you, you're affirming this. This is your unconscious affirmation that you're doing. And when you make it your truth, guess what? It becomes your narrative. It becomes your narrative. So even though you want to move forward, the narrative that you're playing into is the one that determines how you move. And if that's the narrative that keeps you in regret, then that's how you will move. So now we got to start being very mindful of our thinking, right? Because truthfully, I know when people say I want to get out of it, but if you have a, a mental stronghold that's keeping you back and holding you back, then and if we don't consciously go into monitoring or paying attention to what we're thinking then and building a new foundation on a new belief system, then you're not going to recover from regret. Yes. Grace is extended to you. Grace will never not be extended to you, but in order to honor it, we got to do some transformation within us in order for that to come. Let me know if this makes sense because this is really important. And so you have to look at your thoughts and what are you defining as truth? And so I want you guys to look at your thoughts and be more attentive to what you're defining as truth. The other thing is what emotions are you defining as right? You know, I always tell people, you got to look at your thing. You got to not only look at your thinking, you got to look at how you're feeling. And what happens is I always tell people about emotions because emotions can be kind of tricky, right? Because emotions can be so real because they are. Emotions are very, very real. It's something that we feel and it's a response. 
So when we feel something, whether that be shame or embarrassment or guilt, we're feeling it because maybe something in the past occurred or maybe something's going on right now or maybe because we're so uncertain about the future, it draws a level of feelings or maybe it's an imagination that you've created mentally. Like things that we tell ourselves that really aren't true, but if you play into it long enough, you'll make it your reality. Those create emotions too. However, even though they are feelings that you may be experiencing, they aren't facts. Neither are they reliable. Your feelings are not reliable. You know what I mean? They're not like, and, and, and that's, that's what I want you guys to understand. Like they may be real at the moment. But they may not be factual. And the best way to exit out of regret into reinvention is to learn how to differentiate your feelings intelligently. And a lot of us don't know how to do that part. And what this means is that we have to start developing a way to connect with how we're doing emotionally and get curious on where it's coming from or where it's really being generated. So what this means is that we got to stop being on autopilot with our emotions and we got to start going into a place of awareness, ladies. A lot of us aren't aware of how we feel, meaning that we're not in tune. We're not awakened. We're not conscious to how we feel. And what and so what happens is when you don't have a level of consciousness on how you feel, you just believe that you don't have no control or you have no level of power on how to manage your feelings. Like when people say, I just can't control how I feel. Yes, you can. The first thing you do is go into a place of awareness because emotions are so powerful. That's the thing. Emotions are so powerful where they don't seem like they're controllable. They, they feel like they're really uncontrollable. But this is the reason why is because we don't lean into being awareness. We don't allow ourselves to feel. We don't allow ourselves to get curious or, you know, we don't ask ourselves certain questions on what could cause this feeling, not from judgment, but from a place of awareness. As a lot of women, we, we, we do. We always on this thing of doing, but we don't know how to just be. And being in a place of just sitting in your feelings is a part of our womanhood. And unfortunately, we don't know how to do it because we think being busy is, is so honorable when we're avoiding what we need to face. And if you really want to recover from regret, you have to tap into what you're feeling and you have to get curious about it. Not from judgment, not from condemnation, but to set yourself free and to honor the grace that you have. And so when you're able to get curious on your feelings, on your emotions, it helps with perspective. It helps you determine what's real and what isn't. And it also helps you manage your emotions and tell intelligently when you don't know what let me tell you something when you don't know how to manage your emotions intelligently you will really make premature decisions I promise you you will because you're moving on feelings and not on logic and see logic you know when we feel a certain type of way we try to make decisions at that moment and then when that feeling is gone we be like why did I do that because we're moving on a current feeling and managing your emotions intelligently is accepting the fact that you have this feeling, but it doesn't mean that this is really factual. This is what we have to understand. We cannot rely on a current feeling. It's going to, I'm telling you, it's going to impact you every time because this current feeling of embarrassment you have about this relationship is going to make you stay paralyzed to regret. Yeah, you might feel a little embarrassed. That might be real. But is this factual where I need to stay in a place of embarrassment? How long are you going to punish yourself for from staying there? And so that's what I mean when I say that. Another thing I want to talk about is spiritual growth. Now, let me let me let me be clear about this particular thing about spiritual growth. When it comes to spiritual growth, 
I like to respect other people's beliefs from a sense of I never try to pawn my beliefs on absolutely nobody. However, I never minimize my beliefs to compensate for that. And that's very important. So when it comes to my growth and development, and I had to put this in here because if I didn't, that means that I'm not being 100 percent raw. When I had when it came to my growth and my development, my spiritual foundation could not be overlooked. It couldn't. And what that means is I grew up as a person to believe in a higher power and that higher power is God. I was brought up to believe that he was my creator. However, I never had a relationship. Those are two different things. Having a belief and knowing them, but not having a relationship is too is, is different. Meaning that I didn't spend time with my creator. I didn't fix my thoughts on what my creator said about me. See, I used and, and that's important. Like I realized that my thoughts I realized that my emotions, they just weren't incongruent to what I said I believe when it came to something higher than myself. So in other words, what I believe what versus what my creator said about me were not the same. And so the reason why this is so important is because your beliefs are not always accurate. And if you play into your thoughts and if they overpower what your creator says, then you got a conflict. And that's important that you understand that. So I had to consciously learn how to redirect myself. I had to challenge what I thought and what I felt to what my creator said, because both couldn't be right. I couldn't be right. If I had a different thought and belief than what he said about me, that don't even make sense. One person was wrong and that person who was wrong was me. And what that meant was if I trusted my creator, then I can't always trust myself. Because what happens is we can be our own worst critic. We are the worst and we will condemn ourselves for life on something. And if my creator told me that I am forgiven, then why am I holding on to it? If he told me that I can have a renewed mind, why am I operating on this old mindset? That don't even make no sense. If I'm worrying about something, then that means that I'm not trusting him to guide me. That's what I'm saying. I could not eliminate my spiritual growth. I was not going to put it in, but I said, no, 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 no. This is what you do. This is what I do every single day. I do not trust myself all the time. And the reason being is because the mind is so powerful. Those those temporary emotions can feel so uncontrollable at that point where you actually believe that, man, you know, this is how I feel. So it must be accurate. No, it's a real feeling, but it's not factual. You may have that thought right now, but that's not really a truth. So which one you going to do? And so I had to I had to know that about myself. I had to see that about myself. And so when it comes to recovering from regret, you have to give yourself a level of growth spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. That's real talk. Okay. Now this is my last point. I know I kind of went in on the second one. The second one to me is so important. The, the third one is when it comes to recovery from regret, when you really want to recover from regret, you got to give yourself options. You got to give yourself options. So I want you to type I have options in the comments. That's what I want you to do. Um, when you live in regret, here's the thing. You minimize your options when you live in regret. And so what I mean by minimizing your options, you forget that you got a choice. You do. You forget that you have an alternative. You forget that you have the power to choose, which also delays your ability to move forward. And when it comes to the first point, like when I talked about giving yourself some grace, the best way to honor that is to turn your attention in a different direction. Seriously, it is. 
Because right now your, your attention is fixated on a past situation. It's consuming you. It has so much authority over you. And what happens is when you give yourself a real level of grace, you're making space now. You're decluttering. You're making room. You're making room for your new freedom, right? You're making room for a better way of living. That's the power of grace. That's the power of honoring your grace. And now you're also giving yourself the ability to make better choices that shifts you into reinvention. And see, a lot of the time our regret is due to wishing. We wish. We wish our choices would have been different. If only, right? I wish I should have done this instead. Like we really ponder on those things. And we will cycle this permanently. But when you give yourself an option, <laughs> that's why I told you, you got options. When you give yourself an option, this is what you're now saying. You're saying that my new way of living gives me a choice to choose differently. That's what I mean when I say you have options. You're now saying my new way of living gives me a choice to choose differently. You're saying that my freedom has released me from this unconscious prison. Because when you're staying in a place of regret, you're in this prison. You know what I mean? You're also saying that I know that the more I make wiser choices, this will now become a distant memory. So when people say, I want to make this a memory, because you got to live with the memory. My friend um, Jamel said that it, you can't erase what has occurred. But the more you make wiser choices, the more this doesn't take authority over you so the way you're able to recover is saying the more I make intentional decisions the more this doesn't consume me see there was a time in my life that I wasn't where I was now I used to live at first I used to be in that place of regret because I wish I could have done something different but I couldn't undo so only thing I could do was change my trajectory moving forward. And that involved amazing, making wiser choices. So my past is, I'm not in prison to that anymore. I have no attachment to it in a way that I feel like this defines me. And so when you give yourself options, you're giving yourself the ability to make other decisions to make what you're now in regret in no longer be a regret for you. And so when you make the option to choose, it helps you move differently now. It helps you move in a way that allows you to learn from what has occurred as opposed to now looking at it as a loss. See, you're looking at it as a loss now, but when you give yourself to choose, you're like saying, you know what? I can't undo it. I can only learn from it. For real. That's what happens. It takes you from blame. It takes you from being in shame. It takes you from being a victim to now a place of ownership and responsibility over your life. And let me be clear when I say ownership and responsibility, because I always say this, because I say this a lot, but what happens is people think that I'm saying you take ownership for how somebody treat you and you don't. Those people are grown, meaning that it's up to them to take ownership for their misbehavior. Your ownership lies in recovering from regret, meaning that I can no longer be in this prison of feeling sorry for myself over something that I can no longer change. It's saying that I have the power to choose how I want to rewrite my story. That's what that means. So those are not, you don't own how people mistreat you. See, people think that I deserve it. No, you don't. You don't deserve somebody mistreating you. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that ain't what I'm on. That's their job to look within themselves. 
But you can't focus on that. You can't worry about if they're going to get it right. These people may never get it right because some of us are waiting for people to get it together for us to get it together. That's who, that's the power that you're giving away. So when I say you take ownership and responsibility, that's just giving you permission to move on and stop living in regret. When you when you have the option to choose, it helps you live on purpose in the present and design your future. Like now you are a creator. How do I want to be? So now this gives you the ability to re reinvent your life because now you have the pen. You are now the author. You can write what you want and what you don't want. If it ain't really working for you, if it's not making you be the best you, then you can etch that out and be like, child, I don't want that. That's a mess. See, that's the, uh, that's the privilege of knowing that you have the ability to choose. That's the privilege in knowing that you have options. It gives you the ability to show up in a way that you're proud. You can't do that when you're staying in a place of regret, because what happens is people who live in regret feel like they don't have options. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Giving yourself the ability to choose helps you get the help you need to move past this. Some of you guys need help to move past it. And you're trying to do it on your own. And this is why you're staying in this, this prison longer than what you need to. But because you're trying to like get, get it all out your head and figure it out. Listen, you better realize this. I had a conversation with a friend of mine today, literally. And he called me up. He had some issues with his um relate you know he's going through some things in his relationship and one of the things that i really encourage people to do is get help let me explain something to y'all i want you to take a you know just look over your life like when you look over your life there's a timeline and in that timeline are events life events and what happens is we such a keep it moving culture Every keep it moving, whatever. Let me tell you something about that, 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 that mess right there. That will hurt you more in the long run because everything that you're not facing, it piles on you. It becomes very heavy. It's more weight. And, you know, we got to deal with stuff and we have to stop like making it seem like because we're keeping it moving that this is something honorable and commendable to do. And so there are going to be certain times in your life that you just got to allow yourself to get some help. Because when you're in this place of regret, that stuff can have so much authority over you where you almost become very um attached to it. And you can wake up 10 years from now easily and still be in regret of something that happened a decade ago. It's real. And so I just want to let you guys know that having the option to choose is knowing that you need help. And also having the option gives a different way to take a different action. See, when you don't give yourself options, you don't you don't even look at what else you can do. You're not becoming a problem solver. You're a person who's fixated on a past problem. But if you really want to recover, you have to be very solution oriented. What do I need to do? Do I need to get help? You know what I'm saying? What is it? Have I gave myself grace? And that's something, these are things that you have to do from an internal perspective. This ain't even about anything external now. This is about some internal stuff that you have to do and you have to shift and you have to consciously change. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to tell you something. If you've been in some, some real abusive relationships, unhealthy, toxic relationships, this type of stuff is not easy to do. If you've been in something for decades in a narcissistic relationship, someone psychologically abusing you on a daily basis, it takes work to get out of this. So when I say you got to give yourself grace, you got to do it every day. This is not something you do one day. If you got every day, I, I mean, seriously, like I have a planner 
that I write an affirmation every day. Sometimes you got to just write the same thing every day to remind yourself that this is something that is freely given to me. Because that stuff is important. Like people think this is a one-time thing. No, 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 no. You got to do this every day. Every day. Because you got to think if you've been in something for years or decades, that stuff is on replay. Like that's your, like subconsciously, that's where you are. And so to like get out of this, it's so intentional. It has to be intentional. Because if it's not, you will continuously revert back in this place of regret where you don't give yourself permission to move forward. So I, I hope that this has blessed you all in a way that will help you evolve um, on your journey. I appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in. I love you all. You all have a wonderful and amazing night and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.